Dumb fun. All right. It should be an exciting week. We have this Solomon. Week, yeah, we have Solomon. Well, I mean, I've been emotionally prepping myself to uh, once again speak to a former lover of mine. Mm-hmm. We... You know, I, I, I haven't spoken to him since the show ended. Things um, ended rather strangely between us. And mm-hmm. um, I think I can finally move forward after speaking with him. I mean, I've obviously moved on. I'm very, very, very in love with <laughs> my husband, Caro Alexander, famous director. Mm-hmm. But I... You know, we all have loose ends that we have to tie up, you know? Sure. We all, we all have to, we all, we all have to bury the hatchet. Yeah, I know I've sent many a letter to an ex-girlfriend just trying to tie up loose ends or try and, you know, make sure that they won't Usually say don't. certain things or tell certain stories, I'm stuff sorry, like what? that. Just trying to make sure that they won't, you know, tell stories that would put me in a bad light, you know, about, you know, just how I treated my pets or anything like that. But so... Did you treat... Is there something to worry about in the way you treated your pets? We were all young. We've all been young. We've all been young. And none of that, don't worry, I'm not going to put any of this on the podcast. This will all be edited out and we'll start with the theme song. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't we just start um, with the, um, I. by the way, I want to say I love pets. I love, I love all pets. I love, and my, yes, my, of course. Yeah, I have my, an ocelot in my home. <laughs> you you do. I see him kind of poking to the Zoom every once in a while. Yes, I say, I say get Back, jelly bean. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have you here. Yeah, but he does look like he's kind of eating your pillow back there. Oh, no, that's my pet rabbit. He's <laughs> okay. eating it. All right, my bad. No, it's okay. Let go of the professor. Your rabbit's name is the professor? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, because right. he's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're still on Disney Plus, right? Pull up the show no. on Disney Plus. No, it is switched over to HBO. Okay. HBO now. That's still pretty good. I mean, I was excited about the Disney thing, but HBO is still pretty good. I know. HBO is actually a pretty big deal. You I know? used to I, watch, yeah, I used to watch brain games growing up. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't remember what that is. Brain games? Yeah, it was a show where they would make you solve puzzles, and for some reason, a man was ve- for some reason the man was very sad about it. Whenever you'd finish the puzzle, he'd say, "Brain oh. games is now over." Oh well, it's like he you solving the puzzle forced him to ejaculate. I pr- presumably that's what I always assumed as a child. He's upset that the logical sexuality is now ended. See, I'm the only person in the world. I'm actually the sole viewer of the show Looking on HBO. <laughs> And how's that going? Uh, it, you know, it, it was canceled. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cancel culture comes for everything. <laughs> comes for everything, doesn't it? Uh, so yeah, so we love HBO, clearly. Hopefully they'll be happy with this little these, this little bit that we've said I mean, about hopefully, them. you know, if all of you tune in on HBO, they, they'll even talk to us about some kind of revival. A revival, a reboot. You know, I'll do any of it. I just want to be involved. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the theme song to the show and then we'll we'll get started. Here we go.
Welcome to Fanny Falls Demon Hunter, the podcast. I am Topher Jason. And I'm Letty Lamora. How is everyone on this evening? Please forgive me. My pet ocelot has set, is sitting on my lap. So if, if, if suddenly you can't hear me, it's because he's sitting in front of the microphone. Yes, yeah, so cute. So cute, though. Yes, well, he's, you know, he's a cat. <laughs> there he goes, kind of wrapping his tail around your throat there. I think probably fine it's like that story about the uh you know the the boa constrictor they're like oh he's measuring you he's he's seeing if he can eat you he's prepping you to eat you you know well when i had a pet boa constrictor he didn't eat anybody but he did make himself the length of the refrigerator and he ate the refrigerator so we all could not eat any food oh no that's that's actually like, would be very funny in a cartoon, but probably must have been just an actual logistical nightmare. Uh, um, yes, yes, we we had nothing to eat in the family, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure so. Like, Kyra, what do you do in that situation? Like, first of all, do you, did the boa have to die? No, we released it into the wild, which I'm sure is fine. And then Cairo had to go out and get a new refrigerator, some food. Yeah, yeah, we we drove, you know, we drove up north to Scotland where there's there's a lot of greenery and a lot of fresh vibrant nature and we just released him to the highlands you can't do it in ireland you can't do it in ireland because st patrick he he said he he said no no thank you on that stuff it's too far yeah you know i understand i understand i do understand i didn't want to have a st patrick situation on our hands yeah where some naughty irishman starts playing the boa constructor away Mm -hmm. well letty boy your lynx is just all in the camera i'm sorry you're also they they hit that don't they (laughs) my lynx died please have respect what was your lynx's name again oh my my lynx name uh, yeah sorry but (laughs) tongue-tied okay oh his name was dr almond dr almond that's right that beautiful light brown color of his fur. Well, Letty, I'm coming to you today from beautiful uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh, why? Yeah, well, you remember last episode, I was sort of hitchhiking with, with uh, the gentleman Spider. Yes. Yeah, he said he had some business to take care of in Arkansas. So, uh, of course, my eventual goal is to get to come visit you in London like you invited me to 20 oh, years I ago. Might be, I might be gone. And there's no telling when I'll be there, though, so there's no, you can't know. say you'll be gone. Ibiza might open up again. So. <laughs> I know, but right, but not yet, not yet. So I'm still, <laughs> I'm working my way there. So I'm in Hot Springs, right? Me and Spider get to Springs. You know, he says, I got to go take care of some business. I'm like, do you want me to come with you? He says, no, I I tail him anyways, because you don't know if he needs help, right? One thing, he goes to handle his business. One thing leads to another, some people end up dead, right? That's not the end of the story. Here's the thing. I'm in Hot Springs, Arkansas, right? This little town. And what what do people love out of little towns? True crime, right? So I have started a, a second podcast that's all about what happened in the, in the sleepy town of Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I'm working well, on- I'm sorry to interrupt you, but didn't what happened, weren't you a witness to what happened? Who's to say what happened? Was it was it the was it the baker's boy down the street? But you know? you know you know that Spider killed people and that you apparently watched it. Spider is one of many threads that we're following on the podcast. Uh, there's also, as I mentioned, the baker's boy down the street. Who's uh, this baker's boy that you speak of? <laughs> so you know the baker. The baker has a boy. Uh, I think that's problematic. And people always wonder. He's he's he's. <laughs> 
No, but he's got, he's always covered in white powder and people say it's flour, but what if it's cocaine? What if it's drugs? What if the cartel is involved? There's another one of the threads that I'm, that I'm investigating on my podcast. You know what happened this week, but what will happen next week? That's the name of the podcast. Are you hosting it alone? I'm hosting it alone, sort of NPR style. And I'm doing sort of a lot of interviews uh, with the family of the deceased, uh, with Spider. And uh, and so you're still in contact with Spider. You know, he's. He's rather dangerous. Well, again, who's to say again that, you know, people said that about Adnan. People said Adnan was dangerous, you know, but he's, I think he's, he's fine. He didn't kill that woman. We're pretty sure. We're, you know, we're about 95%. We're like 95. Certain that it was Jay, but that, you know, yeah. uh, we don't know. We don't know. So that's, so, you know, that's what I'm, I'm sort of, I found myself in the midst of true crime and I thought, let's turn this into podcast gold. You know what I mean? I, 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 yes. As lo- you know, I, and I would say as long as it does not interfere with this podcast, I give you a blessing to do it. I am afraid that the interference will come from Spider inevitably murdering you. Well, Spider skipped town. He's not, a, he's no longer in Arkansas and he- well, So that's kind of a problem, isn't it? Granted, he does know that I'm headed to London. So yeah, he does know that, doesn't he? he? And he does know. I, I gave him your address. I told him I'm going to this place. Can you take me here? He said, no, I can take you to Arkansas. But he kept the piece of paper with your address on it. I wrote it down to show him. You and gave s- him the address to my chateau. But yeah, but just because I was asking, can you take me to this place? And he said, no, I'm in a, I'm in a truck. <laughs> we can't do that. So I'm just going to, so I'm, I'll take you to Arkansas. So anyway, so now... I'm still head. Don't worry. I'm still headed to you. I'm just working on this podcast. I maybe have spider hot on my trail. Of course, we can't forget the wolves I used to live with are hot on my trail. Um, <laughs> I don't know if the wolves are, not, are a problem anymore. The wolves are not happy that I abandoned them, and they do. They consider me oh. family. And and when you know wolves, you don't leave a pack like lone wolf. That's sort of a misnomer because it doesn't happen. There's no mm. such thing as a lone wolf. There's wolf pack, and so they are sort of. It's it's. <laughs> I don't want to say the wolves are like the mafia, but once you get in there's no getting out you know what i mean that feels like a problem for you too in it it is a problem in it and so i'm i'm headed uh anyways i'm still i'm still headed towards you and it shouldn't be a problem that both spider might and have the wolves to move are on my trail. because this this development is making me think that i do have to move I don't think you have to move. I, I mean, you have security at the house, right? Cairo has security at the house. I mean, you know, I understand. I understand. Recently, we learned that the the royal family would not give protection yeah. to Meghan and Harry because they were already providing you with that protection. You and Cairo. Well, that was a bit of a controversy, yeah, and yeah. unfortunately. We had to give the security back to the palace. Yeah, and they're still not giving it to no. Meghan and Harry. No, they're that, not. That they're was just, part of yeah. That was part of your condition. Yeah, the people just wanted it back, and I said, "Oh, oh, console culture coming for me again." Mm-hmm. Oh, you. Want, oh, oh, so so me, a woman. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. In England, mm-hmm. can't can't even be protected in my own my very own chateau that has a moat. Mm-hmm. And you I are, see. as a reminder, you are from Champaign, Illinois. Ah, uh, you know. So that's another thing. I'm an outsider. I'm a foreigner. That's true. So I said to them, I said, is this not xenophobic that Mm -hmm. you all want to attack me? And they said, no one's trying to attack you. Literally no one said that. It's kind of unnecessary that you even have that. Like who even really are you? And I said, enough of this bullying. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to get emotional because like, it just like hurts so much to be like, so bullied, you know, by the public. Like Meghan Markle was crying and like, that made you jealous, didn't it? 
basically me too yeah yeah basically you too because uh, I, I know you have that story about you and Meghan Markle were at the same suits audition we were at the same suits audition and I didn't get it and I wonder if it's because I one didn't read the script and two I wore a suit like and the tie the a men's suit sort of yes, traditionally I thought that I was doing kind of a fun chic Marlena Dietrich style spin on um, femininity, masculinity. They told me that I looked like Groucho Marx and that I should leave. That's a compliment in its own way. He's a legend. So I said. Yeah. And you, I know that you, for auditions, you keep like a lab coat and like sort of nerdy glasses in your trunk and you keep like, like oh, just yeah. sort of like a, yeah, all these different costumes in your trunk. I mean, when I lived in Los Angeles, I would just, I would, I had an entire, I had two caboodles worth of props yeah. and costumes. And I would just, you know, read the side, we would quickly go from one to the other. I would say like, oh, it's a doctor. You know, I'd say like, oh, it's a clown. I have to get my makeup on. Oh my God. It's a Ju- Julia Roberts part. You know, I, ha- I have to go and whack her, you know, so I can right. get her part instead. You know, things like that. Who got God, that Hollywood. clown part? What's that? Who got that clown part? It was, it was for the film uh, Drop Dead Fred, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, okay. Imaginary friend role. The original, the original sides. Um, well, I read them as you know more of a clown, but I guess it was just supposed to be a crazy man. You dressed as sort of pantalones type character from the traditional like. Sabado uh, Gigante. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. did a Telemundo style <laughs> clown, and they said. We're looking for more of a cheeky bastard. Uh huh. Yeah, and also did yeah. it, I mean, it sure did include you in that. The Fred was in the name of the, the name of the project, so it was clearly written for a man. I thought it could be Winifred. That's a fair point. It's a fair sorry. point. Sorry, I'm sorry that I've seen the musical Once Upon a Mattress. <laughs> well, which listen. I also auditioned for. Yeah. Oh, how'd that go? Were you in it? I don't know. I don't know musicals. I mean, is anyone really in a musical? You know, can one ever actually be? cast in a musical because the musical just sort of belongs to the ether okay well, did have i guess have any musical belonged to you you know which ones haven't <laughs> are you asking ha- did i actually set foot on the west end production of once upon a mattress i guess yeah no okay but that is no that doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah okay all right well listen you're doing great now um you know not so much not not you know career wise but you you know you married rich well yeah and you're doing you know you're doing fine namaste to you thank you and namaste namaste to all of to you thank and your you. you and your ocelot thank um you. so why don't we jump in and bring our guest into the mix uh, <laughs> i'm a little nervous <laughs> yes what an exciting guest uh oh. you guys know him as the hunky male lead from fanny falls demon hunter he of course played the mummy nathan aka well we're gonna find out more about his backstory in this episode aren't we that's why you brought him on this episode uh yeah. please welcome solomon buckton everybody solomon, solomon. oh hello dear Hey, hi. Hi. Can you put, hi, can you put Solomon on, please? Are you doing yeah, this is Solomon. <laughs> Are you doing like a it's little It's so good to, to talk to you guys again. I've missed the heck out of you. Okay, now let me tell the, just for the listener, um, this is not Solomon. This is not Solomon. Solomon played. No, I'm Solomon. Okay, I'm, Solomon am... J. Buckton. You, okay, the, the, the one J. and only. The J. You don't, you don't sound like, I thought J. I thought his middle name was uh, Nairobi. <laughs> Oh, 
oh, I see what's happening here. Y'all, y'all thought I was the other Solomon Buckton. Solomon you? Nairobi Buckton. Uh, yeah, because yeah, that that happened on the set a lot. Yeah, that's right. Well, the set. So you wait. So you what? were you worked on our show? Yeah, guys. I I'm surprised I'm sorry, you don't I'm remember sorry, me. We worked you, together. Are you having a laugh right now? No, it's me, Solomon. Yeah, Solomon J. Buckton. Why does that yeah, sound so grip. familiar? The grip. You, you were a grip on Fanny I'm a Claus? grip. Yeah. Oh, I'm on the show guys... that we worked on, the same you, one. Yeah. yeah. Letty, Letty, below the line. What? He was below the line. You heard my line. voice all the time. I was always yelling stuff, you know, like points. I, I'd shout when someone's carrying something pointy. Yeah, that, and know? that took off later, by the way. Yeah, well. Yeah, because they yeah. accidentally left it in a couple times. <laughs> yeah, and then Chris Hardwick sort of ran with it. That was a big thing Yeah, for and them. then he got canceled, and we kind of stopped making that joke. And then he got uncanceled, so we were making it again. Well, okay. Well, so, 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 so okay. So let me unpack what sort of happened here. So I've been yeah, writing yeah, I'm, these. I'm going to need you to unpack it, because I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking fuming right now, because I think, I think that you guys are having a laugh. Yeah, you're getting a little cockney. You're so mad. Um, well, I just told you I drove up to Scotland. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I wrote, I, I got out the set directory and I wrote to the address that I have. I wrote a letter to Solomon asking him to come on the show. I got a letter back that said, yes. Solomon, are you staying in Solomon, Solomon Inn's old place? Is that what's happening? Did he rent you his place or something? Because I wrote it to his address. Are you staying in, did he sell you his old place? Oh, uh, I live in the, the guest house. Okay, yeah. That explains it. Okay. Well, it's his mom's you, place. What are you, Cato? Why are you living in his guest house for? That male situation must be a nightmare between the two. Yeah, of you. me and Cato, we go to we play poker together. You guys are in like an all guest house game, right? Exactly. Yeah, the guest house gang we call ourselves. It's like you guys and the uh, the fresh the, the fresh crumbs. So yeah, I don't I don't know if I would go around bragging about it, but. Um... I don't know. He get Sinbad to come because he was a house guest. Um, oh, that's for it's te- it's technicality. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he says. That's why he won't come. So, so, so Solomon J. Buckton, you didn't, of course, I apologize to the listener, you didn't play uh, Nathan on the show. You were a grip on Fanny Falls. Yeah. Um, I, I can't believe for- you guys don't remember me. I was always holding the, the, the light thing you know yeah the, the bouncer board i mean my my job i did a lot of things yeah let me guess you're wearing shorts a lot yeah yeah that's I had shorts i had like a little utility yeah, cargo belt. shorts yeah you're, you're describing those, you were in those shorts where you could zip off the bottom yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i remember I now yeah okay so we have okay i guess i, I was this... the one who was always like sitting on the floor messing with a zipper trying to get him to detach i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> Tofa, can I can I speak to you for a moment? Yeah, Solomon, do you mind giving us just a second? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's up? What the actual H is I, this all about? I didn't. What, what in the Queen's good country is this all about? <laughs> Please don't use that kind of language. I, I, can't we, we, I we we won't do as well if we get the explicit tag. I can't. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm fuming. I'm about to make it NC seventeen. This podcast. Listen, I, I I know that this is the only time you could record this. This week, this is the only time I've gotten to Wi-Fi all week. So I, I think that we just have to proceed with the podcast and talk to the people. Okay. May want to know like what it's like to be like a little person in Hollywood, like one of the one of the like dumb, stupid little people who's not worth anything. Like we always talk to the well, you celebrities, about Peter Dinklage that way. That's not very nice. Well, but also like maybe like the you know the below the line people, the sort of the tech crew, you know, and mm. and sort. All right, no, that's that's fine. Know. I just emotionally prep myself for an entirely different show. That's fine. Let's talk to um. Let's talk to this Solomon Guesthouse J. Hey Solomon, we're back. Oh uh, yeah, I I know. Oh, you guys weren't muted. I heard everything. Oh, 
yeah, I didn't. We if we were muted, we couldn't have heard each other. So that doesn't we, even yeah, make we sense. Wouldn't have, we were yeah. able to hear each other. You should yeah. have muted. You you honestly should have. I muted. didn't. I should have. It should have been on me. But I sort of. I was in shock. My feelings were hurt so badly, so quickly. I was sort of stunned, like a a fish well, out of water. Imagine how I feel. Yeah, I mean, we're not feeling great either, Solomon. If we're being I, honest, I I was excited about this because I I missed you guys. We used to hang out like every day. It was we worked together. Oh, yeah, you're describing two different things there, hanging out and working together. But we stood around a lot, both of us. Hey, that's what they pay you for. You know, they don't pay you for the acting. They pay you for the standing around. We truly stood around. We truly stood around. We had, like, inside jokes. Like, Letty, you would always be like, don't, no eye contact. I, you know? I did did do that as, I guess, yeah, I guess it was kind of a joke. That was our thing, right? Yeah, it was. I would always try to kind of nod at you, and you'd be like, no eye contact. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So funny how the joke was inside. It was. I thought and, so. And then I, pro- yeah. I think, I think I remember that I had a joke with you. I had a very funny joke with you where I would come up with uh, from craft services with whatever they're serving that day, and I would say, "Is this gluten free? This has to be gluten free." And then I would sort of shove it in your chest and say, "Make sure it's gluten free and get it back to me." Yeah, and I'd always be like, "That's that's kind of somebody else's job. I'm a, yeah. I'm a grip. It's not." Oh, that's a very funny joke, yeah. But hey, inside jokes, you know? I still have some of those pieces of bread. (laughs) I got a whole little shoebox full of mementos. Really? I love that show. That meant a lot to me. Wow. I guess let's talk about, um, So, first of all, let's just, let's explain to not me or Letty because we're in the industry, but um, maybe some of the other people, what is a grip exactly? That's an excellent question. A question I get constantly and one that I have to answer all the time from my mother. I'm sure every Thanksgiving, I'm sure you have to answer that question. Yeah, and she's not, not to say she's like senile or losing it or whatever. She has crystal clear memories. She remembers all of my nieces and nephews' names, even though there's a ton of them. Can't remember what a fucking grip does. So Yeah. Well, who can possibly be held accountable to that knowledge? I guess. She should just stop asking <laughs> Frankly. Maybe you could get it framed for her and give it to Christmas. Give yeah, it like oh, a that'd be cool, a little like a uh, poster. Yeah, like that uh, Doctor Evil speech that all like the that. cool college kids had. Yeah, it'd be like that, but with instead of a picture of you know him with his pinky to his mouth, it'll be you like holding you know a, a mic or nope. some tape. <laughs> well, um, okay, so what a, a grip basically is? We work with electric. We're like the forces of dark and light so electric brings the light and we we uh we counterbalance that so we're either like holding the boards or blocking the light out well we also rig up things where basically anything that's not electric that requires putting together that's kind of what we do why don't why don't they just make the light less and then they don't have to have dark because that's that that's not what they get paid to do they just bring the light Every the, the way things work in Hollywood, things are very specialized so that instead of having one person say, go up, put the lights where they belong and then mess with the lights, they go up, they put the lights where they belong and then they stand around. Oh, and me, yeah, yeah. I stand around while they're doing that. Then they stop working. Then I start working. Never. We never work at the same time on the same thing. It's a lot of we standing around other. again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's the other thing. thing. I don't know if y'all picked up on this, but grips and electric arch enemies we hate each other no wow. i i never i i couldn't even tell you two apart i didn't know that you guys oh, hate well. each other. that that feels demeaning buddy i don't know if, you're, if you should be <laughs> it's saying it's not that. demeaning it's just sorry i'm just an actor you know i'm just speaking I, I was just very into my role 
when I was on set. So I didn't really, I had like blinders on, like couldn't see what was around me. And you know, I, I was very concerned with being above the line. It was my first, it was my first time being on a call sheet. You know, I was of course, I mean, was I number 12 on the call sheet, even though I was a series regular and there were only six of us? Yes. And that, you know, hurt my feelings every day because there weren't always 12 actors in the show and Colby no, would find really a way weren't. to Colby put. Colby was really good at doing that, at really making sure you knew that so many people were above you and that you were replaceable. Yeah. Not, and you say people, but she would put inanimate objects on the set on the call sheet of ahead of me. She, she wants to put a milkshake at it number seven. I remember that. That was a, that was a top quality milkshake though. <laughs> we're t- speaking of Colby, you know, the show creator and, um, you know, all around, uh, dictator in charge. Um, <laughs> did you feel that you were treated well on set, Solomon? Um, overall, like, um, I feel like I sort of thought I would get into Hollywood and sort of be like schmoozing a little more. I think that was what really bummed me out was that I feel like I came here to make friends. Oh, a lot of people did. just don't share that attitude. No, a lot of people specifically uh, don't do that. Well, before <laughs> before uh, Freddie Falls, I, I gripped on a lot of uh, reality shows. Oh, and a lot of people know? don't come there to make friends. <laughs> and they're explicit about that. It's yeah. really, because I tend to be standing behind the camera when they're saying it. So it feels very pointed when they're like, I didn't come here to make friends. Solomon. Yeah, they edit that part out a lot. They do. Yeah, they do. They do edit that part out. Well, so what was it like? I guess when you auditioned to be a grip on the show, uh, what was that process like for you? Oh, I auditioned to be a key grip, didn't get it. They saw my potential. So basically, oh. what all I, I came on, I, I walked onto a set mm. and they said, you know, uh, build build a scaffold. And I was like, what? And they were they, like, timers started. So I like scrambled and I'm, you know, I'm grabbing, you know, C stands and lollipops and, and all that good stuff. Is that terminology from your job or are you grabbing actual lollipops? You know what a gobo is? It's like a big gobo. Okay. That's, that's like those cameras that you put on your head. Then <laughs> like a, a GoPro. Light. It's like a, a round part. You stick another part in, basically. Okay. All Have right. you ever played with like, uh, what are they called? Erector sets? Mm-hmm. Or even like the Tinker Toys. What Erection are those wooden sets. ones called? Not in my family. We couldn't afford the Erector set. What it connects? Oh, yes. Yes. The little plastic toys. Yeah. <laughs> that's we had, that's a yeah. lot of what it is. It's just my little family... connectors and poles. My family had Kinique's, which were sort of an off-brand version of that, but Kinique New York. Kinique New York was uh, yeah, you know that's why I used to always do that that warm up on the set. Yeah, but yeah, so they they didn't quite always fit together. You always kind of had to just glue them, and then they were just sort of set like that. But the, you got you built, you learned, and you learned about building. But I guess not as well as the kids with the Kinects because they became grips. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the kids with the erector sets became key grips. Where yeah, do, where does where does the best boy fit into all of this? Uh, well, electric and uh, and grips, we both have our own best boys, really. That's right, okay. So, there's an electric best boy, which sounds so much cooler than it is, and then you got a, a best boy grip. Got it, that's okay. fascinating. So, your audition, you're building, you're grabbing C scopes and C holes, and right, and then you're, you're putting together and, P holes with, yeah. or, with Orla's. And then how does that go? Well, the, they didn't tell me what to put together. So I thought I'd do like a flourish and I kind of made it look like a church with like a cross on top, you know? Oh, you were going wow. for a showstopper. You thought yeah, it was like a showstopper. Exactly. I thought I was like wow. demonstrating my my knowledge and they were just like, what would we do with that? And I was like, I don't I don't know. What did you want it for anyway? And they were like, you, you didn't ask that, it? did you? Mm-hmm. 
They were like that's that key grip question. material. Okay. So, so then once you were on the show, once you're working on the show, you know, how was that? I mean, you said that you were treated well-ish. I mean, nobody was really treated well on that set, let's be honest. But what, do you have any fun memories of like working on the show? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got, I got a lot of fun memories. I remember at the, uh, the rap party, Mm. when oh, uh the cake God. the table with a cake on it tipped over and everybody was uh really upset about that i get that's not a really a fond memory i think that's just my strongest one yeah also oh, shouldn't that shouldn't crazy. that be your job to keep that to make a table that's that's it specifically that's isn't and that's sort of what the whole oh. thing was about oh yeah that's uh, right because everyone was yelling at you and saying they were why oh, now i remember sure, you why yeah. didn't you make sure the table could hold the cake yeah and i uh, i said i didn't this is catering because i don't the cake was a full-size replica of Colby. Of it was the, yeah, of our show. The cake yeah. boss made it. That's yes, right. the cake boss made it. it. Was one of his finest works of art, made uh-huh. made of um, fondant mm-hmm. and Rice crispy mm-hmm. and not a Rice crispy trebuchets. Gosh, it was and it really was beautiful. So, but when it fell down it really it was a travesty because it, it felt like she had fallen down yeah but and in a way she had the colby at the end of, i mean i guess we'll talk about this as we get closer to the end of the show but she just seemed to sort of uh, there was like a it's a, there's a definite uphill climb of um her erraticness i guess we could say we could say that yeah but that but that didn't i guess that didn't seem to affect you because who who's in charge of all of you guys now do you guys have like you know because we we colby was our boss but do you do you guys have like a downstairs boss like downton abbey uh (laughs) my boss was the key grip and he works uh for the director okay you you love the key grip yeah did you guys have any will they or won't they moments no i i honestly i didn't i didn't get along with that guy Oh, oh okay Yeah. Uh, wasn't there a time on set when the lights fell down? Oh my God. I Jeez, I, ho- I was hoping we wouldn't get into this. And they hit an actor on the head. It was a, um, it was a guest yeah. role we had on. I, I, I don't mm, remember. It was Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. Kristen Chenoweth. She got mm-hmm. hit in the head. She had a concussion. She had fractured her skull. What, about, what are the odds? Yeah. She's so small. What are the odds that she would be the one to get hit? I know. And I know. Why it, it hurt even more because the light had a longer way to fall down. It's sort of, what happened was it fell and it hit her on the head and it sort of hammered her all the way into the ground. Yes, so, it did. Like sort of sort of four feet eleven into the ground, so that just a little the top of her hair was sticking up out of the ground. And she couldn't do the role. We had to replace her. It was she it couldn't. was horrifying. She was fine physically. She got up, she said, Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. She dusted herself off, but emotionally she could not. Yeah. She wasn't fine, and we all knew it. Every single one of us there knew it. And it what I mean that that's part of my job, but again, it was this it was Paul, the key grip, who I I should have had that position. That light wouldn't have fallen. Well, so you don't want to speak on that now and kind of clear the air. No, I'll totally I'll throw him right under the bus. It was yeah. You're supposed to use safety chains on every single light, no matter how how good you think you are at rigging and gripping, you gotta have a safety chain. That's 101. And I would never put a light on without a safety chain. And he was like, Oh, when I put a light up, it's not going anywhere. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm me too, but also I use a safety chain just in case. And as soon as it fell, I was I looked at him and he looked at me and was like, starts barking orders and is like, Oh, move this and that, just so I'd he knew. He knew what he had done. Now, I know that you two, you've gone on in this career. I'm just looking at your IMDb page, and I am remembering that there was an incident with Christian Bale on the set of one of the Terminator movies with the lights. Oh, yeah. Well, he started it, first of all. 
Wow. We got into a prank war. So you do like pranks. I, I don't, I'll never start a prank war. But if you prank me, I'm going to prank You'll you You'll finish it. You'll finish it. I want you. So yeah, I turned off the lights while Christian Bale was in the bathroom. And when he, he cried and a lot of people heard it and it was embarrassing. And he, so he yelled at us and he, he re- reframed it so it didn't seem as embarrassing. But well, and I also know that you, because something now now that I'm remembering about you too, is that you famously all the time walk around going da 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 da. And he hated <laughs> yeah. that. You did do that a lot on Fanny Falls too. Yeah. I, I it's one of those things I'm unaware of. I'll just uh, sort of go do 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 do, do <laughs> while I'm walking around. Yeah, but, you really do. But Christian yeah. Bale hated that. He just hated that. Uh, what else have you been up to since Fanny Falls? Saw? Uh, not not much. That was like the last big thing. I've, I do a lot of like uh, smaller productions. Uh-huh. I mean, you did one of the Terminator movies, but other than that, you just do a lot of smaller, you do a lot of smaller <laughs> productions. Yeah, so I mean, I, you, uh, according to your, your IMDb, it seems like you're um, doing a lot of very strangely specific indie movies where um, a teenage couple falls in love and one of them dies. That's, I mean, that's just sort of where the trend is now. But yeah, mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of yeah, movies like yeah. that. There was mm-hmm. like, uh, I think one was called Hold Me Baby. That one just came out at uh, the <laughs> Vancouver Film Festival. Yeah, you're in um, It's the Star's Fault. Yeah, which, yeah. and again, I'm a grip, so they don't want to hear it from me, but I was just like, that is so close to a different movie's name. I remember you were, you were, you uh, gripped on, did, did we take a walk already? <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun movie to that be on. That was a good one, yeah. It's Bill Murray fun. is just, he's a cut up. He's the one, he's the, like, he's the only one who expects or acts how I expect other actors to act. He just comes up to me. And how's that? Friends with me. We still talk. He's great. Well, some of us are really busy. I'm busier than Bill Murray. He still has time to write me a Christmas card. In fairness, I, he, he doesn't take that many projects. Yeah, he doesn't do as much as everyone thinks. He's actually going around Chicago, showing up at proms mm-hmm. and saying, oh, can I have a, have a dip of your fondue and your chocolate fountain? He loves doing that. Yeah, he's, doing, the- he's doing stuff like that. He's not... He's not over here hustling and grinding. No, he's over there harassing his wife and casually gaslighting people. Yes. Just like any great American hero. I mean, so, you know, don't revere him too much is what I'm trying to say. I'm just, in my experience, he's, he's a very nice guy. Not all actors. <laughs> Well, I guess Solomon, since you're here, we're gonna we're gonna take a listen to episode five, best self, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and we're I guess you want to stick around and listen to the episode with us. Tell us your memories of yeah, making it. Sure. Love that. All right, we're gonna go to an ad break, and uh, when we come back, we're, we'll be here with Solomon J. Buckton. Maybe we'll leave that out when we promote the episode. Right here on Fanny Falls, Demon Hunter, the podcast. Wow. Hey guys, uh, this is Topher, Jason, and Letty. Hello. Hello from uh, the Fanny Falls podcast, and we just wanted that to you let are you listening to. That's right. Now, uh, Letty, we we have our email list for the podcast where we email people all the time. We couldn't do that ourselves. Can you imagine? No, I couldn't imagine typing an electronic mail and say hello, new episode out, and have to What's take up? every single. I have to look at a list and say, okay, so this person is. AFM1314 at AOL.com. And I have to go over to my email and say, and type AFM1314 at AOL.com. I've, I've already, it's already taken so I could be bothered, I'm already sleeping. That's right. 
So uh, that's what we uh, we're, we have a, a system now. Uh, we have a, a sponsor this week, as a matter of fact, that has a system for that. Uh, and that, of course, is Mail Slip. Now, here's what happens with this. You write on a slip of paper who it is that you need to send the email to, mm-hmm. right? You send that off to Walla Walla, Washington, beautiful Walla Walla, Washington, where uh, Mail Slip is uh, headquartered. They in five to seven business days yeah. will get your slip they'll they'll see what you need to and they'll give you a phone call about what it is you want to put in the email reg- that's attached to that slip it's simple. and then from there they, they take it from there i mean it's it's simple it's easy it's straightforward it, it you know it happens over the course of uh 14 to 20 days business days yeah, business days yeah. and it, i mean what, what better way what easier way could you possibly um you know, get information out into the ether, you know? I can't think of, an, of a better way to do There's it. There's literally not another way. It would it would take me that long just to type all the AFM13. Don't email that, by the way. That's my mom's email address. But uh, but AFM1314 at AOL.com, you know? And so it would like, just God. take too long. I mean, I email that particular email that you just said so much already that my my computer started sending the emails back to me you know yeah. saying get back and i don't understand what's happening there yeah i know and i when i send emails to that email address which is my mom say it's the same thing i get emails back that say stop contacting me we're not family anymore things like that uh and so yeah i understand it's some sort of mailer daemon problem where whenever yeah. i email my mom she says you know you're out of my life i have no son uh and and mail slip i think is could help me with that problem because then it's coming from somewhere else it's coming from a third party so she doesn't know it's me you know and she has to open it she has to open it Mm -hmm. and then i get a letter back in another seven business days that says who opened it oh look my mom what do you know maybe i'll give her a call i give her a call she has caller id of course she doesn't pick up yeah so they need like a mail a mail slip but for like phones you know what i mean so i can call (laughs) my mom could you imagine? I mean, in the meantime, we highly suggest using this for all of your mass email needs. If you have an improv show coming up that people need to know about. Oh, and they need to know and about. They absolutely need to know about it in their email. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the best way to get to people. Do you have mild acquaintances that you want to just add to an email list that they have no interest in being a part of? This is exactly for you. And then, you know, because they're not going to opt out because they're your friends and it would be too weird. And then they can see that you did. And so you're just kind of sending them emails and they can choose to keep those in their inbox forever and ever. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, oh, I guess I'm going to send these to spam. And then then maybe they'll automatically just start going to spam. Um, It's such a good idea that you you should use our promo code and do it right now. That's right. Use our, our promo code, call me mom uh, at mailslip.com. Uh, and you can get 10%. I think you get a 10 extra slips for free. Get some extra slips. Yeah. You get, we'll get, hey, we'll get you some extra slips because you're in with us at the Fanny Falls Demon Hunter podcast. Back to the show. Hey, we're back here with Solomon J. Buckton. Hey. Uh, and of course, Letty Lamora. Of course. And uh, we're here to talk about episode five, Best Self. Big episode for you, Letty. You have a lot to do in this episode. I mean, I, uh, the most I think I, I'd ever had to do at that point. That's true. It's true. You're in, yeah. And so I, all, the th- all three scenes that I pulled from the episode have you in them. Why don't we go ahead and just jump right into the opening scene of the episode? 
Absolutely. And when we come back, we will discuss it. Here we go. Scene one from Best Self, episode five of Fanny Falls. What's this guy's weakness again? His power center is his proboscis. Eviscerate that and it should propagate his downfall. Huh? His horn, Fanny, toot toot. We'll just say that next time. Charles, throw me the axe. Jasmine, can you hold him with a binding spell? I'll try. Gluten Kylie Dominus. Gluten Kylie Ophelia, Dominus. create a distraction. Ophelia? So, how long have you been a demon? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> stop it. You stop it, you're bad. Oh my god, you're being stupid right now. You're being so bad. Ophelia! What? Are you seriously flirting with a <laughs> Dan? Fanny! Oh, sorry. Oh man, I gotta get out of here. I'll call you. If my stepmom picks up, just hang up and call back. Why, miss? Well, the two demons got away despite Ophelia's attempts at vibing one of them to death. Oh, that guy was a demon? Oh, he had 40 arms. Tell me about it. Why do you think I gave him my number? Mama mia, papa pia. Do you know what he could do with all of those hands? I honestly can only think of four or five things tops. And that, Charles, is why you'll never be a real man. Okay, but in fairness, neither will Edward Forty Hands back there. Ophelia, we talked about this. If we got into a scuffle, you were supposed to create a diversion. And I would argue that I kind of nailed it. Ophelia, tell me you're not considering going on a date with a demon. Oh, I don't like to put labels on things. Kind of European that way. Like, I'm kind of British like that. You can't! You can't date a demon! They'll break your heart! I mean, they'll, they'll rip it out of your chest. Literally. Some of them eat them. It's nasty stuff. Nasty literal stuff. You know, you ever see a demon take a slicey bite with their pin-puckle teeth through the heart like a big plate of barbecue? It's not gonna make you want to go to Golden Corral anytime soon, I'll tell you that much. Nasty literal stuff. Oh, so let me get this straight. Fanny can have a mummy boyfriend, but when I try to get my womanly needs met in a sexual way... Ophelia, let me stop you there. Oh, I don't have a follow-up. I just needed you not to finish that disgusting sentence. We're not even positive that Fanny's bandaged paramour is actually a mummy. Maybe he was just making a bad joke. Or maybe... Maybe he's actually a mummy. Whale... This is one pyramid scheme I gotta hear about. Wow, there we are. Oh my god, what a grand episode. Scene one of episode five, we, uh, we're we going to learn more uh, about, and this is, of course, where we would have talked to Solomon, uh, mm-hmm. Solomon in Buckton. That's okay, though. But I was, well, yeah, I was fine. there. I remember that. You that were was the, a yeah, sexy that was, episode. It was, it was kind of a sexy episode. We filmed this this on location in an alley somewhere, um, somewhere in, in. It, I, it was an alley way up north, yeah. wasn't it? Like, it was like Rogers Park. Rogers Park, we had to go all the way up there. Yeah. It, it was. God, I can't even remember the streets anymore because I, I was up there like, is this still Chicago? And right, right, yeah. It was, yeah, it was up there around like Wayne uh, and and Morse uh, and Alley. So and not and it was. I remember we didn't have a permit. You you might remember that Solomon. That may have affected you more than us. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, sketchy goings on, sort of. Yeah, I think that sort of. And again, I blame most of this on Paul, the key grip. But yeah, they uh they didn't I feel like they weren't jumping through all the proper hoops sometimes. Hey, drag pole, why don't you? Hey, fuck what, that what, guy. Oops, what, what, there oh. goes you. <laughs> uh now we're gonna get that explicit tag. Uh, 
Um, Solomon, <laughs> talking about Paul. When we're filming on 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 location like that, how does that change things for you? Um, I always like going on, uh, like going out and shooting outside and stuff. Because a, I get to sleep on the van ride. Oh, I can't drive. Exciting. Yeah, and uh, you get to smoke while you while you work. Exactly. Although and, it was uh, 1997, we were we were we were smoking in the studio pretty regularly. But I, I could smoke other stuff, you know. Like uh, okay, well, well, I freebased a little back then. Oh, it was a wild time. 1997. I didn't know that people were doing that. I was just fully microdosing mushrooms every day. <laughs> I thought some of the monsters were real. Yeah, that's it shows, and it, I gotta say, it shows in your performance. Thank you. Yeah, that's I mean acting. <laughs> you have to do what you have to do to get the performance. Acting indeed, and that hey, and that one you mentioned being being British. I know it's kind of like a fun Easter egg for my life. <laughs> Foreshadowing an Easter egg that you would one day marry Cairo, a, a British man. You know, I mean, we did meet at the final rap party of the show. So really? it's kind of full circle. Yeah. Why was Cairo there? Is he connected somehow? He was at the time. Well, I mean, it's kind of messy that he was friends with Solomon. The other one. <laughs> the other, right. Yeah. So I mean, we were also friends. Yeah. yeah you know. oh, you're friends with Cairo. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was pretty. I, we were all friends. How did he? How did, how did you know? How did you know him? He was just friends. He just came to the thing. They were. They were. They met in you know like an acting class. Didn't Cairo used to live in a guest house? <laughs> well, yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he did used to live. He used to live in Mark Ruffalo's guest house. <laughs> I was yeah, at a time he, when Mark Ruffalo should not have been able to afford a guest house. He had a very small house yeah. and a smaller guest house. One might argue it was a shed. Yeah, and so that's where Cairo was staying. and That's and, where he was staying when he's trying to make it in the biz, you know? Yeah. And he was out there, he's being a script assistant and all that. And yeah, I you... know him from the guest house groups, but I also just know him from around, from the biz. From You get to work it and you get yeah. to meet everybody. Did you invite him to that rap party? Uh, I might have. I probably invited everybody in my phone book. I do it all the time <laughs> to every event I'm invited to. You invite what? me, you're inviting my phone book. That's what I say. So wait a minute, Afterwards. Letty. Letty, this is this is the man who's responsible for you meeting your husband. I didn't know about that. That's neat. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't sound. This this below the line grip is is your the guardian angel of your relationship. Oh my god, did he used he used to hang out in your guest house crew? Yeah, I mean at, at the meetings, at, you know. We would all meet up at uh, Shaquille O'Neal's guest house. Jim oh, was the guy who lived God, in it. He did tell me about that. He, he's not here right now. Otherwise, I'd, I'd ask him. He's obviously busy filming a new Angelina Jolie picture called uh, I'm Upset in My Marriage at the Sea. But I I, I can't believe it. I can't wait no to see that possible. movie. I've, I've seen some of the scenes in the trailer where she marries the sea. Yes, and she looks very angry towards <laughs> it in silence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I... I just, I, um, I guess I have to say thank you for shifting the trajectory of my entire life. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> That's, you've never said thank you to me. That took a lot for you. I didn't say it to you. No, I mean, I just mean I've never, you've never said it to me. That's what I'm saying. You've well, never said nothing... it to me. Yeah, well, one one day, if perhaps there was something to be thankful for. Yes, of course. Well, then, well, when I come visit, I'll bring a bottle of wine or something. Then you can say thank you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. It was going to be a nice uh, bottle of wine. I'm kind of scared. Okay, all I'm right. scared it's going to be some wolf juice. Okay, let, wait, hang on. You know that the wolves can't make wine, right? They make a beautiful small batch bourbon that tastes delicious. 
and slightly of wolf urine. So is that's it, the thing that actually scares me. It sounds oh, there's like that, it's I, probably just wolf urine, it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's fermented, like fermented wolf urine. Okay. Um, but anyway, but it's and it's uh, but it's a small batch bourbon um, because I understand they do send it to Kentucky to be uh, uh, sort of distilled, and then it becomes. The, the the bourbon now let's talk Ooh. to you real quick um and well that there i think they're our sponsor next week so we'll talk more about that next week <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> um but uh uh this was I, I, this is the only scene of mine that i pulled of the episode i am in a b plot uh for the rest of the episode oh, that's um funny. that uh I, man i'm trying to remember it now but i i think that that what it was was i joined a new gym mm-hmm uh, mm-hmm. And there's a hot girl at the gym. You joined a gym for women. Yes, yes. There's it's all hot girls at the it's gym. All That's hot girls at the gym. Yes, because it's called it's called hourglasses. <laughs> and it's hourglasses. And I and I go there. And I, but it's such a good gym that I don't want to not. I don't want to give up my membership. So I dress up like a woman uh, to go to the gym. And really, I think this was all part of some sort of sick game that Colby (laughs) was playing with me. It was uh, like um, Mrs. Doubtfire meets uh, the gym. (laughs) It was like Ladybugs, but a few years later. You remember Ladybugs, which Rodney Dangerfield and Jack A.? Jack Hay. Oh my gosh, she was so funny in that film. That that oh. So yeah, so the rest of the episode is me sort of figuring out, you know, are they gonna figure out that I'm a man? Am I, you know, oh I hope that you know, oh I they're gonna see me taking the orange out of my bra and eating of it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, you did a lot of fun bra work, if I remember correctly. A lot of like stuffing things into your bra off camera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a compilation of that on the DVD extras, right? Of you just trying all the different fruits and there's a super cut. they did, they did what the kids call a super cut. And yes, then I also, yeah, she sent those bloopers to America's Funniest Home Videos. And so there's also a super cut of you s- dropping things from your bra with the mm-hmm. with the song playing, you know, the America. This is you, yeah. That was, God, that was so funny that she did that. She And then also on the DVD is, um, they have a thing, they, it's called a limorama because I kept showing the different limes that mm-hmm. were in my bra. And they were like half cut because they look better on camera that way. And of course, um, you know, I have very bad chest acne. Uh, so this, that, that, but yeah, I have chacne and that burned a lot in sort of more, my more open sores and pe- yeah, pustules and gashes that you have. But again, I think that's all part of this sick game that Colby was playing. Um, I mean, it was kind of, it was because limes are, are more famous for being like acidic than they are like. Looking like boobs. Yeah. Yeah, they're rather exactly. small and hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're so. not they're not big juicy yum yums. Yeah. And that's yes, yeah, so of course, the line that I said that, you know, one of the women in the locker room says to me, like, Oh, I thought that you'd have big juicy yum yums. <laughs> those those are actually just shaped like little limes. He said those are itty bitty limes. And that was, there was And I say, lot, what they're not limes. There was a lot of lines like that actually, where big breasted women would say, Oh, I thought you had big fat naturals. But it looks like you have itty bitty mosquito bites. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, a very large woman comes to me and says, oh, I thought you had some some hangers. I thought you had some hangers, swangers, big dang bangers. But I'm pretty sure that you're just a little flat. You're flat as a board, stiff as a feather. Yeah. Yeah, I she, like the scene. I don't know if it made the cut, but at the end of the episode, when you're like looking in the mirror and being like, wow, 
I sure did learn a lot about how women with weird titties must feel. <laughs> they, I, I don't know if they left that in. They wouldn't let that word on the air at the time. That's unfortunate. And you insisted on not using another word. Yeah. Like, this, I want to be true to my character. Well, I wanted women with weird titties to know that I was in their corner and to know that I wanted them to feel seen. And you personally wanted that? Because that's why you added that in. And then and I, Kobe had a fit. She said, this is not the message of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did not enjoy she, that I was... In fact, I remember her saying that her message is the exact opposite, that she wanted flat-chested women to feel bullied. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's... That, I said, you know, can't we sort of do something for these... And, you know, and, and in retrospect, it's not the most sensitive thing in the world, but at the time I was referring to them as these weird titted women, you know, as they Yeah, those were also just your choice of words at the WTW, time. as you call them. You know, and the, fact, yeah. This whole conversation it caused many women on set and in the cast and crew to get breast implants. So every every cloud has a silver lining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a fan of that. It changed all of our careers. Uh, let's jump into scene two here from the episode. So this is uh, Fanny on her sort of her first real date that we see her on uh, with Nathan, uh, the mummy, and uh, he's just he's just confirmed to her that she's a mummy. But they're gonna have some company on that date, aren't they, Letty? Oh my god, I can't wait to hear it again. Okay, here's this scene. We'll be right back after scene two from episode five. So, um, when you were turned mummy. There's got to be a better word for that. Mummicated? Bemummied? I was born in 1361 BC in the land you now call Egypt. BC? You mean before... Never met the man. Must have been hard for you, bombing around ancient Egypt with a silly name like Nathan? My birth name was Pharaoh Akhenaten, son of Amenhotep III, grandson of Thutmose IV, ruler of the 18th dynasty of... Wait, you think Nathan's a silly name? Are you planning on getting to the mummyization part before our dessert comes, or...? It all started with a woman, Hehet. She stole my heart from the moment I first saw her. Wait, you have a girlfriend? Fanny, she's married. Oh. And dead. Oh. For about 3,300 years. You know what? I'm just going to hold all questions till the end of, well, this breadstick at least. As Pharaoh, I thought I had all the power in the world. But Fanny... I didn't know what power was. Hehet's husband, he had power. He had somehow harnessed the Heka, the force used by the creator to make the world. He had me killed, mummified, and cursed to live in this form for eternity. Oh, mummified. What? So you've just been walking the earth for 3,300 years? I slumbered for most of it. I woke up in the 1930s when a drunk custodian at the Field Museum knocked over my tomb. And let me tell you, the 30s was not a great time to be a mummy. Boris Karloff did me no favors. But that's not all. The man who made me what I am. It was clear to me even then that he had already been around for a long time, building power. Fanny, it was... The Professor. This is huge. We gotta tell Miss T. Hey, watch it. This dress is worth more than most Picassos. Fanny? Ophelia? What are you doing here? Oh, I just wanted to take myself out. I mean, I deserve it, right, girl? Gerson, 40 Heineken's chop chop. 
Ophelia, I know you're not here whining and dining with that 40-handed demon. Thanks, Trucks. You know I'm a demon hunter, right? It's my sacred birthright to defend the entire Chicagoland area from demons and you are treating it like it's goddamn video dating. And I expect you're just here all by your little lonesome. Nathan is on our side. And I'm supposed to believe that just because you want to squeeze the Charmin? Mummies are demons. It's not that hard, Fanny. Oh my god. If Boris Karloff played them, they're evil. Karloff. I'm sorry, I don't have time for this. Enjoy your date. We have actual demon hunting to do. Come on, Nathan. Try the shrimp carbonara. It's divine. Oh, that's good. I was thinking I'd start off with a drink, maybe a hypocrisy breeze, then a salad with some holier-than-thousand island dressing. Maybe some twice-faced potatoes. Do you get it? Are you leaving? I have like five more of these. Sorry, sweaty palms. All right. Wow. Okay. A lot there. Um, Very exciting. We got all of Nathan's backstory. He was uh, mummified by the professor. And then we got Ophelia on the date with Manibus, the demon, who we haven't said who played Manibus yet. I know. And I think that our audiences are going to be very delighted and surprised. They're going to be surprised because you can't tell under all the makeup and all the 40 hands and all the the voice. Is James Gandolfini? It is the great James Gandolfini. Just, just on the on the neck of when he was about to film The Sopranos. I know it's crazy because it's like if if only this had been a reoccurring role, what would have happened? What would not not The Sopranos? Not The Sopranos. We would have been making The Sopranos with little Stevie Van Zandt as Tony Soprano. You know, I don't think so. I don't, not, not in my America. <laughs> Solomon, what do, do you were you you were uh, on location for that? Oh yeah. This was filmed on location in a restaurant. Yeah, I'm still uh, friends with. Well, I was friends with James. I'm still friends with his uh, his now widow. We hang out. I'll make. I'll bring a dinner. You know, and we'll just sort of talk and remember some gabagool. Exactly. Exclusively. Bring over some manigot and some gabagool. Yeah. Mozzadel, right? All some of that stuff. Some. What do you exactly. bring over? Some provolone. Bring over some prosciutto. Is that <laughs> how you say all those words? Mo- yeah, yeah, mostly gabagool. Yeah, you know, the real Italians, they cut off the last syllable. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Gabagool. Gabagool, a little pepperon. Oh, yes, I love to order a pe- pepperon pizza. Yeah, see, now you're getting it. Now I'm getting it. Now <laughs> I understand all of your ways. And so, yeah, so so Jimmy uh, was, a, was a very nice guy on the set. Mm. Uh, I, of course, was over there with limes in my bra. I wasn't really seeing him that much. But you <laughs> you you had a lot of scenes with them, Letty. Yes, oh. he, was, he was a gentleman. He was a perfect gentleman. I mean, I, I never would... Would have guessed that he would become this boorish mafia boss years later you know he was an absolute gentleman i mean solomon did you did you interact with him much oh yeah oh yeah we were hanging out oh lots he you know he's a he's a real shit shooter a shit shooter somebody you could just uh, tell a story with okay. oh well that's fun that's really fun to have a shit shooter around <laughs> he must have had some good stories huh oh no no he was uh he'd really <laughs> He told terrible stories. <laughs> okay. You, but he's, he just liked to listen. He's just so nice. That's he's really just, wonderful. So he was a shit shooter. He just wasn't very good at it. Yeah. He was sort of a shit shit shooter. Exactly. Okay. Oh, so I, I understand now it was, um you know, you hung out. Would you say that you were friends? Oh, yeah. It feels like you're friends with everybody. I feel like you guys are the, the only ones I'm not, who don't consider me, like pretty much most people I work with, 
I just make friends. Are you friends with Thora, who played Fanny, Thora Ann Green, my ex-wife? You you speaking like you're British now? I, I don't think I I don't think I I don't think I'm speaking like I'm British at all. Okay. At tall. At all. But yeah, do you keep in touch with Fanny? Because I've I've said before, like I'd love to have her on the show. With Thora, I don't think Thora's gonna do the show on account of our messy divorce, but I've written she letters might be in to my her. phone book. Yeah, because did you invite people to this podcast because they're in your phone book? And because you do that with with everything you go to? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well then maybe she'll maybe Thora could get the word that way. Letty, maybe it comes from Solomon. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't, I mean, it's you, hey, I don't want to put you in a, in a position in which you're not very comfortable, but it Oh, does. I'm comfortable. Oh, yeah. It just, it would seem insane to never have Fanny on the Fanny Falls podcast. And why can't you get in touch with her? Why? I, I don't have a phone. Here, I'm going to text you. You're scrolling on Twitter right now, like, while I'm talking to you. No, no, that's not Twitter. That's goop. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. That's I, that's health stuff. So that's okay. I'm texting her now. Uh, what should I say? Oh, oh my, my god. god! What should you say? Oh my god! What should you say? What should you say? Say Topher. Bear in mind, not- everybody in my phone book is going to see this. Oh, it's a group thing. It's kind of kind of like the mail mail slip. Yeah. He yeah yeah. He only sends. I only have time. one big text change, and it, it, it's everybody in my phone book. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Go on. I guess maybe other okay. people will want to be on it. So say say um, Topher is not here. Start with that. Okay. Topher is not here. I just, trust me, that would be the first thing she'd want to know. If we if the, that's I'm I'm told that like to this day, whenever she gets invited to something, that's always her first question: is is Topher there? Okay, uh, sent that. Now I'm just getting a lot of question marks <laughs> from other other people. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> very confused are any of them from thora uh no she hasn't seen it yet 119 so far i've seen it this is wow this is quite exciting it's kind of like press for a podcast okay yeah i know yeah this is interesting yeah. inter- okay uh okay well while we're waiting for more things to come in why don't we listen to the final scene okay. uh this is one of our supersized uh scenes but this is the, the final scene from episode five big scene for for you and for thora uh as and what's happening here is they've gone back to miss thickness to tell them oh uh, uh nathan has information on the professor and she says oh i'm about to go right now to uh investigate a lead on a demon that we think is associated with the professor so this is them uh searching a demon's nest who they think will so is associated with the professor here we go wow my first demon layer it's not what i expected Kind of like my dad's apartment after the divorce, but you know, with rocks for walls. Is this what yours is like? I have a condo in Old Town. Wow, I had no idea being a mummy paid so well. Tell me, do you have a 401k too? A membership to the Harbor Yacht Club? Let's just say I had unfettered access to some ancient Egyptian artifacts. Seems to be a lot of that going around, huh? Hey, let's split up and look for clues. You look over there, away from the rest of us, where we can't see your dumb face. Uh, sure. Fanny, I am not so sure you should have brought this young man with us. But he has information about the professor, Miss T. He wants to help. Well, isn't that a fine play to poutine? He shows up right at the same time as the professor, and we're just supposed to trust that he's on our side? And what's going on with you two anyways? I don't know. We had dinner. He told me about his mummization. Mummification. You know, Miss T, I admit, you know a lot of stuff I don't. You know all about the demons. You know the big words like mummification. You're having trouble trusting me for some reason right now, and I get that. 
but I know you know I know things sometimes. I just do. And I just know that Nathan is a champion for good. You're right. I'm sorry, Fanny. The uh, truth is I may be projecting some of my baggage onto you. If I'm being protective of you dating a demon, it's, it's because... Guys? Did you find something? Only that our demon is apparently a bit of a fitness freak. Sweet Saskatoon, who would need this many dumbbells? Wait, you don't think... Uh, it's called Mad TV. It's so funny. It's like Mad Magazine, but it's a TV show. I have some episodes taped if you want. Demon Hunter. Mummy. And... I'm sorry, I don't know you. I miss thickness. I teach gym at the high school. And I like to think I'm a bit of a mentor to all these guys. Great. Oh my god, Fanny. Obsessed much? When are you going to learn that you can't control my decisions? I'm a free woman. Believe it or not, Ophelia, the sun don't rise and set in your breeches. You know, I think we're all getting a little heated here. Maybe we could all cool off and just talk to your friend for a second. I would love to talk. I would love to talk about how Fanny goes around town with Michelin Boy over there, but when I actually meet a good guy who happens to be a demon, yeah, sue me, you can't give him a chance. There's a word for that, you guys, and that word is prejudice. And I refuse to let it stand. So if you think, I'm sorry, hey, man of his babe, what are you holding in your hand? Huh? Oh, this hand? Not nothing. See? Empty. Your other hand. Uh, my keys? Hello? What, has she never seen keys before? Your other, other hand. <sighs> Left side, third from the bottom. Fine. I don't get it. He had a basketball behind it. Oh, it's a human head! Dear God, it's a human head! Is that the chef's head from the restaurant? It was a gift. I was gonna surprise you. You said your shrimp was overcooked. Oh my God. You know what? I would have actually made you really happy because I'm actually a really nice guy, but you're clearly just a fake-ass slut. Oh well, at least I'll have fun murdering you and your friends. Nathan, the axe! No, he's mine. Well, as impressive as that was, we actually needed that guy alive. He was our one link to- You know what? Ophelia gets a pass on that one. She had a rough night. You okay? Fanny, I'm sorry. I... Nope. No need. We're good. You're a grown woman, and I should have trusted you to make your own decisions. But my decisions were dumb. He would have killed me. I wouldn't have let it get that far. I know, I know. You have a sacred birthright to defend the entire Chicagoland area from demons. Like, Earth to Fanny, I've heard you talk before. No, not because of that. Ophelia, we're friends. I mean, you're one of my only friends. And I can't imagine the world without Ophelia around to dredge my pork chops. That keeps me humble. And I need a fanny in my life to protect me from the dark forces of evil and spout off southern idioms I'm pretty sure are made up. Hey, did you see the way I decapitated that guy? I could probably do your job. Is the Demon Hunters Guild thingy hiring? Do I have to pay some dues? What's the deal here? We both know that's not gonna happen. I know. Can you imagine me with a job? Gross. Should we clean up these heads? I usually leave them to freak out vagrants. I forget if I ever told you about the time I saw a headless horseman in Saskatchewan. Wow. There it is. Episode five in the books. <laughs> oh my God. That poor demon. It's, there's what a do lot you mean? Of... <laughs> he yeah, was just wanna... being a nice guy. What? Wait, you thought the demon was just 
being a nice guy, but he was like a demon. That's it. That's a little closed minded. Oh, like, so you is that is that like something that did you feel your did you see yourself maybe in the way that you know you felt like he was being nice, but but then you know that you she sort was of being a slut. Yeah, you know that you're. The show isn't a message to you. You know that, right? Yeah, it's more about how wrong that is that he yeah. killed that man. I mean, like, but how is he? He's a demon. You got to tell him these things. Like you're saying he doesn't know better. Yeah, I'm saying like sometimes guys make horrible mistakes and like, you know, you should be nice. Then, As long as they're trying to be nice, women should be more forgiving of guys who do horrible stuff. Now that, now that I do agree with that. I do agree with because, you know, like there, you know, there, whether, you know, you may have, you know, mistreated a pet or something in your day. The pet again. Well, I mean, I'm just as an example, it's just as an example of like something that you could have done that, that, you know, maybe people should be more forgiving about. I don't know. I see, I see where this is sort of morally ambiguous, this episode. I don't think it's morally ambiguous. I, I just, I, you know, and I'm, maybe I'm not reading into it enough but it does feel like it's simply about killing a demon now you're biased because you're so close to the character well i mean i was in it yeah and i felt it in it yeah i was in it i I was in it in it but like i you know i i I also think i you know i walked away with the message perhaps i walked away with with the lesson that ophelia did learn you know which was to kill the demon because he was going to destroy pretty much all human race yeah, I know that um I know that like a lot of times at cons when we're doing cons talking about the show, yeah. guys will come up to me and shake my hand, and they'll be like, um, man, that demon was my favorite character. He was so right about everything. They shake your hand and say that to you. I don't know why <laughs> they, they say know, it to did me. Did they know that you were dressed as a woman in a gym during this episode? I well, you know, that episode in syndication, my stuff is cut. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And that's weird. That's a weird deal that that Colby made with syndication that whenever the show airs in syndication, no matter even if you don't need to cut time from the show, they will always cut my scenes. So I don't get any of that money. Yeah, that's true. So some people don't even know that I'm on the show till till they get the DVDs or something like that. That's kind of exciting. It's kind of a surprise in it. <laughs> it, is, it is, isn't it? I'm sort of like the, uh, you know, I'm like the Easter egg cast yeah, member. Really fun. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. It's sort of, again, I, I see how people get different messages from this, but, you know, also there's a t- there tease there with Miss Thickness about clearly she has some sort, of, some sort of demon love story in her past, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's coming. Don't worry. Hey, don't worry, guys. If it's your first time watching the show with us, don't worry. That's coming. I mean... <laughs> We try not to spoil stuff, but no spoilers. That's coming. Solomon, any memories on that last scene in the in the demon cave? Oh yeah, that was that was a a a, a nightmare to to light or to to diffuse the light rather. Yeah, because it's all rocks. It's all rock walls. Yeah, that's true. It was really, and they were real rocks. It's one of those scenes where it's like it's in a it's in a cave things shouldn't be well lit. You got to, mm-hmm. what, people's holding torches, a few torches on the walls. And they were they were not just real rocks, they were real rock walls. They, I know that they went to a local uh, Planet Fitness and mm-hmm. they got the the rock walls and they they made those the set, the sort of the side of the set. And I remember, God, Solomon, but Solomon N, who played uh, Nathan, he was so, you know, he was so mm-hmm. in shape, of course. And he would just climb Climbing. that thing and climb and oh, climb. Oh my God, it just got me so haunty. <laughs> 
Enough. He would climb up there and he would go and make you haunted, baby. You know, I I do want to mention that in that scene, you finally, uh, you you tried to get Earth 2 into a lot of your scenes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you finally got it in on that one, I noticed. That was kind of a fun improvisational moment that I was allowed uh-huh. to finally, you know, do yeah. because, well, I, I really, you know, if I'm being totally honest for the fans, I got Earth 2 from Kobe because when she was trying to give me a directing line and uh, she felt like I wasn't getting it, she would go, you know, Earth to Letty. We would laugh so hard. We, had, we hadn't heard that that much in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then I started saying it. Uh, and then I, I get into things and she would go, stop it. That's my thing. She would get so mad. But I think when she saw it in the edit, she couldn't deny. It was real. It was that. And I try a few more times, but I, I don't, I don't, I think they were all edited out. But I know that, I know that the night this aired, she called you on the phone and sort of had a real whispery threat phone call to you about, I, I left that in this time, but you better watch your back, Missy. Yeah, it was, it was, I did this one favor for you. Now you're expected to do 10 favors for me. Yeah, now you're my slave. She, I think she said... She called me a slave. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely like your contract was updated with that word. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, I don't want to take her side, but what'd you do? Because I got along with her just fine on set. What do you mean, what did I do? I was an actor on her show. I, I, mean, I was treated well compared to Topher. Well, let me can I ask you a question just based on your last couple of comments here. Uh, what, <laughs> yeah. what what subreddits do you, do you frequent? Oh, fuck Reddit. I, I moved on to the vote, the voet. <laughs> okay. I don't think I know this one. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> Reddit's all uh, politically correct now, and you can't you can't say what you want to say. So Amen. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I see people buying shares at GameShop calling up calling everyone the R word. Ruckus. By the way, I bought so many shares of GameShop and it and nothing I've seen no returns. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully that works out for you soon from Game Shop. Yeah, because I, I, everyone a... else is seeing so much money from Game Shop, but I'm, I'm not getting anything. Reminds me of when I used to take my games there to sell them, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's like a forum kind of like that on Vote. It's called Money Fun. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, uh, they're, not, they're not as good. They haven't made money. I've lost a lot of money following them, so. What are they investing in? Circuit City. Oh, I remember right. that place. This was like last year they invested in Circuit City, right? Yeah, currently. Yeah. It's it's like uh, Circuit City Futures, I guess. Well, I don't really know about America, but we don't, you know, we don't have those in England, so. You should be able to invest in pasts. Uh, I would make so much money if I could invest in pasts. I would give, I would buy Bitcoin pasts right now. Okay, but... now this, you should do stand-up this... comedy. Well, this is in my five that I've been trying to work out. Uh, as we talked about how we talked, we talked in our first podcast episode about how I got ugh, booed off the Laugh Factory stage. Um, but that's you know, I think I think this I think this this bit I already forgot it. Oh no, I don't. You know, it's okay. You 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 can you can re-listen to the podcast and then remember it and then you know put it in put it in there. You know, and and I will. I always listen to, to all my podcasts and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and watched i have a thing where now where i can't watch any show that i wasn't in oh that's fascinating i i also don't watch anything that i wasn't in or that my husband didn't make yeah what yeah, about yeah. you do you have that solomon yeah i only watch stuff i grip on which yeah. is a lot i, I stay busy uh, yeah okay. so i've been reading a lot of books yeah oh yeah well yeah because I, I mean i'm not watching that many things and yeah lately, you know but yeah i understand you also only read books that you're in 
Yeah, I do. Yes, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. One of my former lovers, um, I was his muse for a detective series that he wrote. So, you know, I do have a never ending supply of uh, the detective series. Oh, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. nice. Are you the, the sort of the, the detective character? Or like the No, I am the villain. Okay. Yeah, Let's... yeah. It's okay. um it's specifically a um a detective you know, like a Moriarty. She's solving underwater uh, underwater crimes. <laughs> and so Yeah, in fact, isn't her name Maria Artie? Uh the the villainess, yes. She's yeah. a sea witch. Kind of like an Ursula spin-off. Well, actually uh, I read those books. She she's described as a sea word witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is true. It's a sea word witch. It's a, yeah. Um cunt witch for our English listeners. Oh yeah, you guys can say that over there. Yeah, yeah. We're so, definitely gonna get that explicit tag now. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting, you know. It, it feels good to be amused. I kind of follow that same rule. I don't read any books that I'm not in because I'm illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> that's I guess that's a good way to do it then. Yeah, I yeah. used to. I swear. I like And of course this has been covered on the podcast, but I some the wolves read to me. The wolves would read to me and that's how I would read all my scraps. I went was... to school and I learned how to read and then I just didn't do it for like 20 years and it's like it's like riding a bike. You it's can't like do riding... it after a long time. And it, reading is like riding a bike. A lot that's of people exactly say that. how that goes as well. Listen, we got to get to our question of the we gotta week. We got to do our audience question. And let's see. This one comes. Oh, this is nice. This one comes from Fanny Falls Fan 1965. Oh. Oh, how old is this person? Oh, fun. Disco queen. <laughs> this person wants to know, uh, were there any people who were almost on the show? Any celebrities mm. that were almost on the show but then didn't work out for whatever reason. At the, now, we've already talked about Kristen Chenoweth, of right. course. Uh, oh but see if we can pull any other ones. Well, I mean, I mean, everyone wanted to be a part of this show. Yeah, you know? it was the hottest thing in 1997. It was the hottest thing. And Kobe, of course, told us all that we were not the first choice. Mm-hmm. But I... I know that Thora wasn't even, I mean, she wasn't like an immediate yes either, That's right? True. That's true. If I uh, remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, there were, it was originally, uh, I think, going to be Salt from Salt and Pepper. Oh, yes. And yeah. Lisa Left Eye Lopez from uh, TLC had also expressed interest, and that was enough for Kobe to consider it for a while. Yeah, especially because I know Lisa Lopez said we're working on a channel based on our band, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which of course turned into TLC. The Learning Channel. The Learning Channel, but that people don't know that was originally uh, funded, seeded by Left Eye, Chili, and T Boz. And originally, my role. Um, I heard anyway from Kobe, who told me every day that Apollonia wanted to play it. And I princess. Said, well, yeah, Princess Apollonia. And I yeah. said, isn't she, you know, about 10 years too old for this part? And um, Kobe said, I'm sorry, how old are you? Real rude. Mm-hmm. And how old were you? When I when I did this part, I mean, 20? Were we ever so young? God. Um, I know yeah. that I know that my part um was supposed i heard that it got all the way to like uh very late in the casting process was going to be the undertaker oh uh, the, you know, the wrestler yeah that would have been fun it would have been, fun been real cool I yeah because people guy. people don't realize how funny he is yeah <laughs> but uh apparently the the word that i got was he too scary he too scary yeah he too scary on set and he make everybody too scared 
I know that also, I know we can't, we, we did go with James Gandolfini, but Vincent Price was originally considered. He was supposed to do it and we we're going to have episode. him sort of do a narration mm-hmm. at the top and bottom of the show. There's just like darkness falls on the town of Chicago. So that mm, kind of thing. So good. Yeah. So good. Solomon, was anyone famous supposed to have your part? Was anyone supposed to be a grip? <laughs> uh, I don't, are there any famous grips? I don't know. I, we well, that, well like that's, would... yeah, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, I mean, what do I mean? What are we doing here? There, there's Tim Thompson, the guy who dropped the light on Kristen Chinwith. Everybody knows that guy. That's oh, more everybody infamous. Knows him yeah, there's sure. fame and there's infamy, you know. I mean, wow. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad that none of these people were in it. <laughs> That's true. Hey, if they would have been, you know, they wouldn't have been as good as at podcasting as us. They wouldn't have, you know, been as good at uh, at uh, you know raising ocelots and, and. And that's really what it's all about. Was it all? It all manifested for this podcast. Yeah, that's where every path, you know, people always say, don't you wish things would have gone differently? Don't you wish you would have treated your pets better? Don't you wish that you would have, you know, not, uh, you know, gotten into a fight with an inflatable snowman in your front yard and then you and Thora wouldn't have gotten divorced? Don't you wish oh, that you is that what happened? Is that why? Is that, I had is, a, is that I had the a, actual reason why? I had a drunk fight with a snowman, an inflatable snowman that was in our front yard that I was convinced she was cheating on me with. Mm. It, it, uh, it had nothing to do with the death of... Several, several exotic birds. <laughs> no, and that's, you know, birds, people don't know this. Birds can't really die. They rise from the ashes. Um, and so killing a bird is not, it that feels count. like some wolf mumbo jumbo. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's in the wolf Bible. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, she just texted me back. <laughs> oh, wait, Thora? Oh, she said, yeah, she said, I know that means uh, Topher's there. <sighs> she knows all my Oh, tricks. wow. She knows you so well. She really was married to you. Can you do me a favor? Can you text my second wife, Tara Reed, and just say Topher's not here and see what happens? I, she's in that she's in that thread already, so she already saw the message that the Topher's not here. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe maybe we'll get Thora on the show. Maybe we'll get Tara on the show. Solomon, do you want to plug any of your grip work coming up? Yeah, let me think. Do some plugs. Uh, I heard in Louisville, Kentucky, they've got really good trivia at a place called Plane of the Tapes. Wow. One of my friends uh, who grips at Louisville said it's uh, very well constructed. Good lighting. When oh, do that's they do, nice. When do they do the trivia? It's uh, Tuesdays. Trivia on Tuesdays. Trivia yes. on Tuesdays. My accent keeps going back up to more north. I'm uh, I'm in the witness protection. I, wish, I know I'm not supposed to say You're that. Not, <laughs> the accent I was doing the whole time is fake. This is my real one. Ooh, I'm gonna have to move. Wait a minute. Were you in witness production when you got to the set and they, they need you to pick a name and you you said I'll take his name? <laughs> yeah, I, I panicked. So that's how you ended up with the same name as our Solomon Buckton. Yes. Okay. You're in witness protection program and you didn't talk about it at all. I was doing really did good. You, did you not think that that could have been a more interesting podcast than whatever this shit was? We're Solomon done with did- the podcast. No, we're, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to get yelled at after this. I'm going to yell at you right now. Right now. Because we, I thought we thought you were an entirely different person. We the, the podcast is I'm over. So... We just did plugs, and now you tell us an interesting story. We had to listen to you talk about. Oh, I gotta put the light here. Gotta do the light here. Do you know how boring that was? You told us how many stories about grip stuff and lighting. You guys don't want to hear about me being a teenager <laughs> and the mob and. 
What the? We literally, we literally brought up the mob. Well, this plays right into my plugs. I brought up my accent. I kept trying to push it back down. This plays yeah, right into your plugs. This goes right into my plugs because I, I think this would make a great season two of you know what happened on this episode, not what's going to happen on the next episode. My true crime podcast that I'm working on for NPR on spec, of course, on spec. Yeah, I'm hoping that they'll pick it up. I, I hope they do as well. <laughs> what do you got going on, buddy? Oh well, the Oscars are coming up. Yeah, the Oscar nominees were announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, know, and I don't you know. again weren't nominated. But one can always hope that the Oscars are in my future. Yeah, you did not work last year. Nobody did, though. Well, some people did because they were nominated for Oscars. You know, it was really a time of reflection and unity for a lot of us. Okay, well then let's come strong. Let's hey, let's both get nominated for Oscars this year. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Solomon, maybe you, Oscars. Yeah, I don't know if they have a grip Oscar. They do. It's just not aired. Oh, okay. All right. It's so goddamn boring. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm just... Well, I'm going to be watching the, the technical Oscars to see if Solomon gets nominated for a, gri- a Best Grip Oscar. And Letty, we'll all be rooting for you. Well, I That's probably a... won't be there because I'll be in some other state under a different name. I swear name. to God. I swear to God. I can't. I swear to God. Keep, you... keep in touch. Keep in touch with me for season two of, you know, what happened on this episode. Now what's going to happen on the next episode. And uh, and until then, uh, thank you guys. Thank you to all the Fanny Falls fans. We appreciate you guys. Uh, keep telling the network you want more episodes and we'll see what happens. Uh, but until then, keep it Fanny and keep it, keep, keep it Fozzy. Hey guys, Andy Fleming here. I co-host Fanny Falls Demon Hunter as Topher Jason. You probably can't tell because the voice I do is so different. I just want to shout out our cast for this episode. Mandy McKelvey as Thora Ann Green as Fanny Falls. Sarah Shockey as Brett Bilkerson as Miss Thickness. Mars Timms as Solomon Nairobi Buckton as Nathan the Mummy. Jessica Mance as Nut Ella as Jasmine Feinberg. Stephanie Weber, my amazing co-host, as Letty Lamora as Ophelia Orkin. And little old me, Andy Fleming, as Charles. And in this episode, Manibus, the 40-handed demon. And of course, our guest for this episode, Greg Welsh, who played Solomon J. Buckton, the grip. I am simply begging you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbfun. That's the Patreon for the whole Dumb Fun family of podcasts. 30 characters, as well as Musical the Movie, the podcast. The podcast where me and Steph Smith watch different musical movies with a theater guest and a comedy guest, and we talk about them, and I write a new song for every musical we watch. Sounds fun, right? It is. You can support all three shows for as little as $2 a month, and that money doesn't just go to me, it goes to all the hosts of the Dumb Fun family of podcasts thank you guys for checking out the podcast it really means a lot tell a friend give us a review write about it on social media we really appreciate it and until next time keep it fanny and keep it ballsy fun dumb